All right. Welcome back, Victory Youth, to Victory Youth Podcast 2023. We miss you guys. We're excited to be back online, putting out some new content. It's going to be a really great year, and I'm anticipating great things, great discussions. In our last podcast, I mentioned that we're going to be having a lot more guest speakers coming on our podcast with us this year, so I'm looking forward to it. I hope you stay tuned. Share this with your friends. We just want this to be a blessing to all of our listeners, anyone in our local area, our local church, our youth group, and even internationally, we've got listeners overseas. So um, if you're listening to this, we're gl- if you're listening to this, we are glad that you are tuned in, and we pray that you're blessed. I want to direct our attention today to the book of Philippians chapter 12. I, I want to talk on a topic that, um, I want to speak on a topic that I feel is very relevant for us as young people. In the book of Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse 12, I'm going to read a little bit. It says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but, this is Paul writing here, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And here it is. Here's the key right here. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive that heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. For I've told you before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they're really enemies of the cross of Christ. They're headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. They think only about this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven. Amen to that. Where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. So I want to speak to us today on the danger of taking the long way. I may refer to us I may refer to this periodically throughout this podcast as the danger of the scenic route. And you may ask, what are you talking about? So about the middle of the year in last year, 2022, uh, I found myself driving down. Um, I found myself driving down deep in the backwoods of Connecticut, not a very public kind of area, but uh, so very wooded and whatnot. And I was on the highway, and I just sailed. I drove right past the exit I was supposed to take, and in this part of Connecticut, if you missed your exit you definitely were taking the scenic route uh, because you were going the long way. If you missed your exit, you were the, <laughs> the amount of time that it added to your destination time was just insurmountable. So, I mean, it's not like it happens to me all the time, but it just happened. But when I did it and I drove past my exit this time, the Lord really dealt with me in a deep way just in that quick moment in the car that I was driving. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Anthony, you ought to be careful and pay attention because there's dangers in taking the scenic routes of life. And I just thought, wow, like, God, what are you saying? Like, this is crazy. 
all this is happening so quick and in the matter of moments and just a car ride. And so the Lord was really dealing with me, and, and I feel as though us as young people nowadays and in this life that we live and with so many different things around us available, so many distractions and and just different things of the world that can pull and that try to grab our attention can really, we have to really be careful that they don't get our attention away from God and away from where it matters, which is him. So if you're listening to this, it's important to ask the question, well, why did you miss the exit? What was happening in those moments leading up to me needing to take that specific highway exit? Were there voices distracting me? Was I not paying attention to directions? Was I on my phone? You know, these are all questions I had to ask. And of course, I was in there and I, you know, I didn't realize it at the time that I was driving right past my exit and I was taking the long way or AKA the scenic route of where I was. So what I'm trying to get at here is what happens when we take the long route, the scenic route in life? This can actually be much more dangerous than we think. And I'm presenting this topic because I find that there's too many young people, there's too many students out there that are saying, oh yeah, I'll get to church, but I got to just do this one thing first. Yep, I'll I'll commit that time to prayer, but I got to get to the game first. Lord, help us. There's too many things. I find it all too often in youth ministry. Too many things on the day-to-day basis, just the little stuff, are just getting us, are, are, are pulling our attention just long enough to where we miss the target. And like Paul was writing in Philippians, he said, I press toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. That's that heavenly prize. Paul was pressing in a specific direction. He didn't have anything pulling at his attention that would take him away from where he was trying to go. He's, he said, I'm running a race, and I'm trying to get to that finish line. Well, what happens if we take, if, we, if we're on a straight path toward the race, but well, we take a little detour and we eventually get there? What happens? Well, let me break this down for us. Focusing on the scenic route of life will bring destruction. That's a biblical principle. When taking the long route, we allow our minds to think that, we'll, oh yeah, we'll eventually get somewhere, but it might not be right away. The more we think that way, the more comfortable we will get with training ourselves to not actively chase after the things of God. Philippians 3.19 captures this, and I, I believe I read it. Whose fate is destruction, whose God is their belly, which is, which is basically saying their worldly appetite, their sensuality, their vanity, and whose glory is in their shame, who focus their mind on earthly and temporal things. The scripture is talking about here those people that they see God, they may have a, a distant relationship with him, but it's not in the forefront of their mind. It's not their first priority. They, they, they think they got it together because it's a part of them, but it's not all of them. My goodness, when we have a relationship with God, we ought to make that all of us and not just a part of our lives. Every day we ought to be walking in prayer. Every day we ought to be talking with God and and praying for others and just trying to love people and do the work of God and act like a Christian. 
We can't be acting like a Christian on, on Sunday mornings and perhaps our midweek services, but then acting like the world in school Monday through Friday. Hear me today. Our walk and our relationship with God is the most important thing. We are pressing. We ought to press and make it a priority for that high calling to get to heaven. That right there, my friends, that's the goal. That's what we're striving for. We can't let distractions take us away and, and prevent us from ever getting to where I'm ultimately destined to go. And that's to be with my creator. Focusing on the scenic route of life, will it'll bring destruction. The enemy wants to see us as far away from the call of God as possible. He wants to see destruction on our path, not godly construction. I'm going to say that again. The devil doesn't want to see you building up in God and getting strong. He doesn't want to see godly construction. He wants to see earthly destruction. He wants to see drugs take us out. He wants to see alcohol addictions and 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 other worldly addictions and things that are not of God. He wants to see those things and offenses. My goodness. He wants to see offenses take us out of the church, take us out of the will of God. That's the enemy's agenda. The devil's a, he's come he's like he's a roaring lion coming to he's he's coming to steal and kill and destroy. Think about this. The temptation of Jesus. Here comes Satan. He, Lucifer, he comes to him on the mountaintop and he shows him lots of nice things that apparently the devil had to offer. Matthew 4, verse 8 through 11 says, Again, the devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory. It says the splendor, the magnificence, and the excellence. Of course, the devil is going to be strategic. He wanted to show him the riches and the glory of that. He thought that he could he could persuade Jesus, listen, I'll give you all this. He said to him, all these things I'll give to you if you fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, go away, Satan, for it is written and forever remains written. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and ministered to him, bringing him food and serving him. Hear me today. You cannot offer someone something that does not belong to you. That's a word right there. Somebody needs to hear me. You cannot offer someone something that does not belong to you. The devil cannot give you something that does not belong to him. The devil cannot give you happiness. The devil cannot give you goodness. The devil will not show you mercy because those things don't belong to him. The scripture says that God is rich in mercy. He's the one that will give mercy and will show it. We'll give grace. We'll give grace to the humble. It's written, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Inheritance for those who are meek. That's one of the reasons why the devil is called a thief. He'll offer something that he doesn't possess. And all of a sudden, bang, right when we think, okay, yeah, that looks good. The devil's, you know, the world might be offering me this high paying job, but I have to work Sundays. Well, it looks really good, but all of a sudden, bang, it's taken right away from me. There goes my relationship with God. It's a very steep, slippery slope, young people. Hear me. Your happiness, it, it'll never be found in the world. Scripture says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law, he meditates on it day and night. 
It's in the Word. We find, be encouraged today. We find a relationship with God. We find encouragement. We find everything that we need in the law. We find it all in God's Word. Get in God's Word. You'll be blessed by it. Your, our satisfactions, that they're not going to be found in social media. We're not going to have our fulfillment in social media. That's just another distraction. Social media, I'm telling you today, if you're not using it as a ministry tool, you're not using it to encourage someone or lift someone up, what's it doing? It's not doing anything for us other than putting out false images of people and and, and creating false realities. And it, it creates all these kinds of it it fosters spirits of jealousy. I wish I had that item. I wish I could have this house. I wish I could have that kind of life. We've got the best life being born again. The best life we can have is being born again. The water and the spirit. Just like John 3 says, our joy is never going to be found in material things. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So, I find it comical. The devil tried to offer Jesus, said, you can have all the kingdoms of the world. You can have it all. You just got to bow down and worship me. None of that even belonged to him in the first place. I mean, like, I don't even, he tried so hard. He, he slipped in that lie and he thought he could trick Jesus and tempt him just to fall down and worship him. Listen, the devil right there, notice how he spoke. He, he showed Jesus the good things first, and then that came first, and then following it was that, that sinful part. You got to fall down and worship me, the devil. Notice when Jesus speaks to us, he did this with Abraham. When he, when he first called Abraham, he gave Abraham the commandment first and then the blessing. You'll notice that when the devil speaks to you, he gives you that. He shows you the blessing first and then follows it with the commandment. So then it's too late once you already take that blessing. God will never do this. God will always speak to you first the commandment. He wants to know that you're going to be faithful to him. He wants to know that you're going to take his exit. Your steps are ordered. The, the Lord orders our steps. He wants to know if you're going to follow his steps, his path, or if you're going to take the scenic route of life. You're going to take your own way and then think that you're going to get to him. That's just not how it is, friends. It was once said from a preacher, I heard that he said, calling is not a progression. When God calls you, it's not over a long period of time where he reveals his calling to you. No, calling is simple. God says, listen, I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you to this ministry. I'm inviting you to do this work for me. I'm calling you. Responding to the call might be a progression. We God might call us, for example, to missions. God, bang, we get a call to missions. That's it. We might respond to that call over time. It's not like me, tomorrow I'm going to find myself a full-time missionary in the field. No, that's going to take some time. It's going to take preparation and work and lots of prayer and sowing seeds and things like that and counsel. But the calling itself is not. Either It's either we answer the call or we don't. And this is all pointing back to what Paul said in Philippians. We'll either press toward the call or we'll take the long way and we'll miss our target. We'll miss the mark. In that main text that I read, he says, I press on to possess that perfection for which Jesus Christ first possessed me. Jesus is the one that first has us. He's the one that does the perfecting, not us. We can't get good to get God. We've got to get God 
to get good. No, brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I'm focusing. I'm focusing on it, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach that end. Press on to the, the race and receive the heavenly prize, which is Jesus is calling us. Sin separates us from God. It's as simple as that. If I take the long way to get to him, the, you know, the comfortable route, there's so many. I, trust me, I love coming home after a long day of work and getting comfortable. There is nothing greater and more fulfilling than that. I know I could probably get 60 amens right now. Anyone that's listening, I like getting comfortable. However, I can't get comfortable in my relationship with God. I've always got to make sure I'm getting challenged and I'm going deeper. That's why Paul said, I pressed her the mark. He is following, pursuing, and giving it everything he has to get to Jesus. Hear me. Dangers of being satisfied with taking the long way. We're on the road longer than intended to be. Scripture says that this world is not our home. We're just passing through. We're not meant to be here forever. You know, we're here with a mission. That's our first priority is to get ourselves right with God, be water baptized, have repent, live a repented life, receive the Holy Ghost, and live that Christian life, minister to others, try to win souls along the way. Ultimately, we're trying to get to heaven. But we try to take that scenic route, we may never get to heaven. We, we, we might be on the road longer than intended to be. Number two, we begin to embark on unknown paths which cause us to rely on external sources to help guide us. If I go on a journey, if you take, if you take a long drive, and you don't know where you're going, and you don't listen to the single source, which is a, which is could be Siri, <laughs> could be Google Maps. You don't listen to that one specific map that's going to tell you where to go, and you rely on maybe the directions from someone that works in a local gas station. You're probably never gonna get you there. Those sources, those external sources, they're gonna lead you astray. Make sure in your Christian life that you're listening to the ultimate source, the author and finisher of our faith. Listen to the source of the word. That's Jesus. Listen to the Holy Ghost speaking to you. Three, we allow ourselves the opportunity to pass by more distractions that could prevent us from moving forward. If we've got a race, if we've got a finish line ahead of us, you know, and we take the scenic route, we allow ourselves to pass by more distractions. If we put off prayer and we instead do something else, well, I could be missing out on God speaking to me. I could be missing out on a lot of different things going on. So we got to make sure that we're on that path towards Jesus and not allowing our cell phones or, you know, our phones in church or something like that or anything to distract us. Number four, we increase the potential for us to never get to the final destination. If we keep allowing distractions, we keep going our own way because we think, yeah, well, if I do it my way, I know I'll still get there. I'll know I'll still get to see Jesus. I know I'll still have that relationship with him, but I'm going to do it on my terms. That's just not the truth. The potential for us to never get to that final destination, to cross that finish line, so much higher than if we just choose to follow God. It's so much easier, but it's so much more fulfilling. It's so much more fulfilling to just follow God in his ways because if we try to follow our ways, we're going to mess up. We're going to fail. People are going to fail us. We're going to trip and fall. Who's going to pick us up? If we're not on God's path, who's going to pick you up when you fall? 
thank God that he's a God of mercy and that his love finds us and will always come pick us up. However, if we make that choice to walk away, that's on us. That's on us if we make the choice to walk away or to go our own way. That's not God's way. If we follow God and we fall, he's going to be right there. One of, one of our, our favorite songs, before me, behind me, always beside me. No shadow, no valley where, where he can't find us. I'm not afraid. We take that step of faith. We don't, we don't allow fear to, to, to sway us one way away from God. No, we ought to allow the fear of God to keep us on the path toward him, the path of righteousness. Why, you know, why might we take the long way? You know, if maybe if we haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, what's holding us back? Scripture says you ought to be baptized to be saved. Why? Repent of sins. We see in the scriptures you got to be sa- you got to be baptized to be saved. What's holding you back? If you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, I encourage you today find a find an apostolic church, find a church that preaches truth. Get baptized. Let your sins be washed away and live that 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 free life in Jesus. Are we are we afraid of change? Are we comfortable where we are? Are we comfortable seeing Jesus at a distance? Mm. We can't rely on our parents or our pastor's relationship with Jesus to get us there. Nope, we got to have our own relationship. We rely on somebody else's prayers. We're taking the long way. We're taking the scenic way because it may look good from a distance, but from our from from God's perspective, we're as far away as can be from him because we're not near him. We're not next to him. Press toward Jesus. That's my, that's my word today for you. Don't take the long way of life. Just, just go after him. Don't, don't put God to the side. Put him in the front. Put Jesus as the head of your life. Spend time with him every day in prayer. Read his word. It can mean devoting time in his word every day, allowing ourselves to be spoken and directed. So, I hope you're encouraged today. I hope you are are getting something out of the word. I loved having you join me on today for this episode. Uh, I look forward to being back on next time with you. Until then, stay blessed, and we'll see you next time on Victory Youth Podcast.